This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 413, Why We Have Regret, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net, and I'm Justin Mollick. How's it going, old friend? I call you an old friend because if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you've heard me talk a lot, and only friends listen like that, right? Plus, old or OLD stands for Optimal Living Daily, so that works too. Anyway, I'm back with a post from Zen Habits on this Friday edition of the show. By the way, if you have any author requests, do let me know. Just visit oldpodcast.com to get in contact. And that's all for now. Let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Why We Have Regret by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. We've all heard the phrase, no regrets, usually uttered when about to do something a little unwise perhaps. And yet, as alluring as the living without regrets philosophy sounds, it's not always so easy. We regret missed opportunities. We regret things that made us feel dumb. We regret not telling someone we love them more before they died. We regret not spending our time more wisely, accomplishing more. We regret procrastinating, not forming better habits, eating too many sweets, not writing the novel we always wanted to write, not reading all the books we plan to read, not mastering Russian or chess or the ninja arts. We regret getting into bad relationships or making mistakes in a past relationship. Yes, we regret things, and sometimes it can be consuming. Why we have regret? Simply put, we regret choices we make because we worry that we should have made other choices. We think we should have done something better, but didn't. We should have chosen a better mate, but didn't. We should have taken that more exciting but risky job, but didn't. We should have been more disciplined, but weren't. We regret these choices, which are in the past and can't be changed, because we compare them to an ideal path that we think we should have taken. We have an idea in our heads of what could have been if only a different choice had been made. The problem is that we cannot change those choices. So we keep comparing the unchangeable choice we actually made to this ideal, this fantasy. It can't be changed and will never be as good as the ideal. The unchangeable choice we made will always be worse. It spins around and around in our heads. Why can't we let it go? What's so important that we need to keep thinking about it? Why we keep thinking about regret. I've noticed that I have a hard time not thinking about a bad choice because of how it conflicts with my self-identity. We all have this idea of who we are. We're good people. Perhaps we're smart or competent or good-hearted. We make the best choices we can, of course, because we're good people. Even if you have self-doubt and a bad self-image, you probably think you're basically a good person. And so when someone else attacks that identity, insults your competence, calls you a liar, says that you're a cheater, it hurts. We get angry and defensive. We can't stop thinking about this offense. And when we believe we made a mistake, this also is an attack on that identity. We made a bad choice. Why can't we have been a better person and made a better choice? This bad choice conflicts with our idea that we're a good person. So the problem spins around and around without resolution. There's no way to solve this problem because the bad choice can't be changed and we can't resolve the conflict with our self-identity. How to let go of regret. In examining why we have regret and why it's so hard to let go, we can see a couple of root causes that we can address. Number one, we compare past choices to an ideal. And number two, we have an ideal identity that conflicts with the idea of the bad choice. These both revolve around ideals, which are not reality, but are fantasies of how we'd like reality to go. They're made up and not helpful. In this case, these ideals are causing us anguish. So the practice is to let go of the ideals and embrace reality. Here's the reality of these two root causes. Number one, the choice we made in the past is done and we can't change it. 
And in fact, there's some good in the choice if we choose to see it. Being able to make the choice at all is an amazing thing, as is being alive and learning from our experiences and being in the presence of other really great people, etc. And we can be satisfied with our choices and see them as good enough instead of always hoping for the perfect choices. Some choices will be great, some won't be perfect, and we can embrace the entire range of choices we make. Number two, we are not actually always good, and in fact, our identity can encompass a whole range. We are sometimes good, sometimes not, and sometimes somewhere in between. We make mistakes, we do good things, we care, we are selfish, we are honest, we sometimes aren't honest. We are all of it, and so making a bad choice isn't in conflict with that more flexible and realistic self-identity. It's a part of it. That's all easier said than done, but when we find ourselves obsessing over past choices, we can, number one, recognize that we're falling into this pattern, number two, realize that there's some ideal we're comparing our choices and ourselves to, and number three, let go of these perfect ideals and embrace a wider range of reality. This is a constant practice, but it helps us not look for perfection, not constantly review past choices, but instead find satisfaction in what we've done and focus in what we're doing now. Regrets are a part of life, whether we want them or not, whether we're aware we're having them or not. But by looking into the cause of regrets and embracing the wide range of reality, we can learn to be satisfied with our choices, happier with the past and happier in the present moment. And that is a choice you won't regret. You just listened to the post titled Why We Have Regret by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Oh, that rhymed. And so recognizing your thought patterns is definitely easier said than done, like he mentioned. And the best way to do that practically from my own experience is meditation. I used to think meditation was some weird spiritual uh, transcendent kind of thing, but it's not, it's just a mental game. Although there is no winning or final level, I don't think at least. I meditated for 30 minutes or more every day for over a year, including some classes in the Rocky Mountains, days of doing a few hours of mixed sitting and walking meditation. And all that time put in solidified my understanding of how basic the practice is and how it all compounds to help you break negative thought patterns. There's no goal, or there shouldn't be, of not having thoughts. Thoughts, memories, and planning are what make us human. Just watch Westworld to see that. So getting rid of those things isn't the goal. And without that, we wouldn't be able to meditate at all. It wouldn't be a practice. The goal is just to simply catch yourself thinking and move away from that thought back to something consistent like your breath. Do that for 10 minutes a day or 20 or 30 or an hour, it's up to you. But if you're brand new to meditation, I recommend just three to five minutes a day to start because it can be really frustrating if you're new and don't like being unproductive, even though it is productive, in a different kind of way. And I don't wanna keep this too long, but that's all to say, if you're interested in what Leo was talking about and haven't tried meditation yet, I would recommend it. It's done really good things for me. And really quick, this is one of four podcasts and it'd be awesome if you could subscribe to the other shows too. Subscribing to those helps this one, believe it or not. The other shows are Optimal Finance Daily where Dan reads you posts on simple ways to save money and make more money. It's not too technical, I promise. And many of the authors are the same that I read right here. And then there's Optimal Health Daily, which my brother hosts. It's inspirational, but also practical. And he takes questions from you, which is cool. And then there's Optimal Startup Daily, which I co-host with my good friend and business partner. And that has a lot of inspirational and motivational posts about starting your own business or improving it, which is great for beginners, but there's also some technical posts thrown into the mix from bloggers like Neil Patel, who talk about SEO and other strategies that you can implement. Please check out and subscribe to those shows too if you wanna help support this one. 
And I hope you have a great Friday and a wonderful start to your weekend. Thank you for being here and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.